Hey sports tech fans, welcome to another episode of the Sports Tech Live podcast. This is podcast number seven for Friday the 27th of September. Apologies for not having one last week. Um, I'm going back to the original cadence of releasing it every Friday along with the newsletter. And last week I was super busy catching up after being at a couple of conferences. Uh, one in London uh, from Sports Pro Media, all about the fan experience. And another one by IBC in Amsterdam, all about uh, the future of broadcasting. Um, so had a lot of time to, to catch up and meet a lot of people uh, at these conferences. So a bunch of um, interviews will be coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, so without further ado, let's get into the podcast. The top news story this week in the streaming wars comes from uh, Variety.com and this is a news story about Comcast inking a deal with The Zone uh, for their service to now be available on Comcast Xfinity Flex and for X1. Uh, so this is a big kind of move. Uh, obviously we've seen a lot of OTT companies uh, coming on stream in the last couple of years. Uh, this is like one of the first big major players in the sports OTT space actually dealing with uh, old traditional uh, cable broadcaster. Um, so now the services of The Zone will now be available on Comcast Xfinity platform. Uh, so this is a, a huge kind of move, I guess, for both of them, really. Uh, obviously, for the zone, it gets them into the homes of a lot more customers in the U.S. Uh, similarly, for Comcast, uh, it brings in an OTT provider onto their own platform. Uh, so now it kind of uh, gives them a bit of extra um, offering to their customers. So now their customers won't flee for the likes of Apple TV or Roku or any of the number of different uh, hardware providers for the the uh, smart TV kind of space. Uh, so this is a, a big, big news for, for me. Um, I think it shows the, the merging of traditional TV with the, the future of TV. Uh, at the conference I was at a couple of weeks ago in Amsterdam, uh, I think the perceived wisdom was that TV is going to die in the coming years. But I guess um, some of the perspective there that I saw at Amsterdam was that TV isn't going to die, it's just going to change. Uh, so I think this is uh, part of that change, obviously with uh, traditionally over-the-top uh, streaming over the internet service being available on a set-top box uh, that's in a person's home um, makes a lot of sense. Um, so it's just a slight little tweak of the, the model, uh, but essentially the experience is the same. Uh, the user will turn on their set-top box, you know, select the zone as an app, and then be able to see uh, the live events that the zone is showing. Um, so Comcast have kind of seen the, the writing on the wall, I guess, if they just go for their traditional uh, wall garden approach of only having Comcast uh, apps available from the set-top box. Um, so they have a bunch of other different uh, services like uh, Netflix, YouTube, uh, Pluto TV, um, I think other ones, obviously Comcast's own uh, Peacock service will be coming there. Um, Hulu will be coming there as well as part of the agreement that they struck uh, with Disney. Uh, that. You know, obviously they have a nice agreement there to put Hulu back on the Comcast platform since Comcast uh, were previous owners of uh, Hulu or part owners of Hulu uh, through NBC. Um, so I think this is um, probably the way of the future, uh, the, the merging of traditional broadcasts with challenger OTT uh, products like The Zone. Um, so interested to see uh, what the, the user reaction is in the US as a result of this, but I think it's a win-win for, for both. Uh, companies, but also for end users.
from the world of gambling and the US and uh, we've got a couple of news stories this week uh, from the NFL so the NFL have probably been the last uh, kind of major league in the US to kind of have an official uh, partnership or an official uh, strategy at least available to the public of what their uh, long-term strategy is with gambling world uh, obviously uh, for the last kind of 15 months or so uh, a lot of the sports leagues and teams have been doing deals with uh, gambling providers uh, data providers uh, as a way of uh, getting ready for I guess a statewide um, rollout of legal gambling in the US uh, so now the NFL have finally uh, kind of jumped on board uh, so they've got two announcements this week um, which are quite exciting uh, so the first is with um, Australian uh, company Tabcorp, so it's Australia's biggest uh, gaming company. Um, so there's an official deal there between the NFL and that gaming company out of Australia. Um, so there's going to be a lot of content from the NFL coming directly to uh, Tabcorp as a result of this, um, be it um, live official data, obviously as well the, the streaming data, um, but the, the gambling partner then will obviously put on top um, their live betting and their betting lines uh, for the Australian market. Uh, so I think this is an interesting approach for the NFL to take. Uh, obviously the, the US market isn't quite ready yet for them to kind of jump into bed with a partner from the gaming world uh, for the US. Um, so obviously Australia has been a long time uh, regulated market. Uh, obviously they speak English as well. Um, so they've kind of packaged up a bundle of goods that they've um, given to uh, Tabcorp. Uh, so Tabcorp now have um, a huge advantage in the Australian market at least um, to take advantage of uh, the, the NFL um, market obviously with the, the streaming rights and the, the data rights um, so I think this is going to be a, a huge area of growth um, for Tabcorp in Australia obviously there's a lot of sports that Australians are passionate about uh, obviously rugby union, rugby league, cricket uh, but and Australian football um, but I think uh, US sports are, are growing in significance uh, in Australia as well as the NFL has been expanding its kind of global reach over the last kind of decade or so. Um, so I think great news for them, uh, Tabcorp, to, to have an official partnership with the NFL. So now they're kind of the go-to place really for uh, NFL in Australia. Um, so now they're going to be the home of American sports in a, in a sense. Um, and it's a great uh, test bed for the NFL. Obviously there's going to be a huge uh, partnership announced at some point in the future uh, for a gambling company uh, in the US as an official partner with the NFL. Um, so I think it's a win-win for, for everybody involved and I'm going to be keeping a close eye on to, to see uh, what actually comes out from Tabcorp, uh, how they actually uh, kind of push this out to their to their users. Uh, they've got a number of different casinos and shops across the Australia, across the region and obviously with some digital products as well. Um, so it's going to be fascinating to, to take a look at and something that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on. So the second story this week from the NFL, uh, it's more US focused this time as they make DraftKings their first official daily fantasy partner. Um, so obviously DraftKings have made a huge name for themselves in the US uh, with I think 11 million players uh, in the US with 90% of them actually playing fantasy sports on the NFL. So this is a huge kind of tie up for them. 
uh, obviously to to get a special relationship with uh, the the league itself is huge for them. Uh, obviously, there's a number of different sports that people play uh, daily fantasy on in the US, uh, but I think the jewel in the crown really is uh, NFL. So I think this is a huge win for DraftKings over. Uh, their competitors like FanDuel, um, so I think this is going to be a big win for them. But I guess the interesting point for me uh, in this new story is that it's just for daily fantasy. Uh, obviously, FanDuel and DraftKings and all the other kind of gaming companies that are looking at the the new laws in the US uh, obviously want uh, the sports um, sports betting rights. Um, so I think this is uh, the first step for the NFL uh, to have a, an official partner uh, for the US. Uh, for sports betting, uh, obviously it might put DraftKings in the driving seat, um, but you know the NFL might also go a different way as a way of hedging their bets, going with a more traditional uh, gambling company. Um, so obviously, I think the NFL will will kind of keep their powder dry over the next um, couple of seasons, maybe until. Um, the likes of New York and California have their official uh, gambling laws. So obviously th those are really the big markets uh, in the US in terms of sports betting, namely down to population. Uh, but I think those two markets uh, obviously are ranking very, very high in terms of uh, engagement and uh, ability to spend money uh, in the US. Um, so I wouldn't expect any announcement this season, at least uh, from the NFL in terms of an official sports betting partner for the US. Uh, but obviously our previous story uh, had the NFL doing a, an official deal uh, with an Australian betting company for the Australian market. Uh, so it's obviously something that they're kind of working on closely. Um, and I think um, it's going to be sooner rather than later. Uh, but I wouldn't see it uh, this season once there's a, a couple of states um, that are you know, still on the fence about how they're actually going to implement their sports betting uh, laws. Um, but yeah, fascinating to see. And I think this will be a, a huge win for DraftKings and the, the Daily Fantasy uh, market and then I guess it's kind of up to them if they don't become the official sports betting partner um, to convert as many of their daily fantasy sport players over to their sports betting side and um, so big win for DraftKings and for NFL and uh, I think for a lot of uh, daily fantasy NFL uh, players because um, I think that is you know the the major um, kind of sport that people play fantasy sports on so I think you know if they get extra data as part of the deal uh, that'd be great for for the players of the the fantasy sports the top esports story this week comes from VentureBeat, and it's the announcement of esports group dignitas uh, raises 30 million and forms parent company new metadata entertainment so obviously the news story of them raising 30 million dollars is news into itself uh, but they've also kind of packaged uh, this kind of press release along with a number of different um, companies now forming a single entity and uh, so digitas uh, recently merged with clutch gaming uh, which is a brand name for the esports organization and it operates the company's esports teams uh, but now this new media entertainment um, company will own that business as well as a division for producing esports content, marketing, as well as for uh, making esports investments. Uh, so it's really a diversified esports um, company now. Um, so I think there's multiple different strands uh, that touch off the various different uh, pillars of the esports world. Uh, obviously, they got the teams in there, the content, uh, marketing, and I think the most exciting one for me is their investment uh, kind of arm of uh, new meta entertainment. And so I'm not sure how much of the 
the money that they raise, the 30 million, will go into the investment area as opposed to any of the other different uh, pillars of this new company. Uh, but I think it really shows um, the importance of esports and how it's not just a singular uh, part of the industry that people are looking at. Um, I think the diversified um, kind of approach is going to be a winning strategy because uh, I think the, the long term benefits of having a content team alongside a Esports team uh, kind of makes a lot of sense because you know esports teams uh, are now their own kind of media production houses. Um, so having that as part of uh, the parent company, I think, makes a lot of sense. Um, and obviously having an investment side, and they can start bringing in uh, different teams, different software, different hardware, um, any different kind of innovations that happen inside uh, the esports world. So I think this is a, a huge news and uh, for the esports world. And I think uh, a lot of companies will be looking at this um, kind of approach and business model uh, to see if they can um, kind of emulate it or improve upon it uh, over the, the coming years. Um, so I think, um, again, <laughs> uh, it's a win-win for, for kind of everybody involved. Um, I, I, as I think a lot of companies are kind of competing against each other to be the, the kind of go-to esports uh, company. Um, so I think, you know, having different kind of expertise under one company I think makes a lot of sense uh, especially because there's so much happening in the esports world so having a bigger team um, will make this um, the more flexible and agile to, to kind of segment uh, the market uh, between the various different um, kind of smaller internal companies uh, so the company has 34 staff members and 38 professional esports players um, so I think that kind of gives an idea of the size of the company at the moment um, so I think this will probably grow over uh, the future um, so I think you know having the esports stars alongside uh, the content creators and the marketers um, the live streaming guys and the, the audio guys, um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, so they can do experimental projects between them and ultimately look to, to kind of monetize their brands at scale. Uh, so that's the top news story of the week from eSports. That's it for this week of Sports Tech Live, episode number seven. Uh, so over the coming weeks, we'll uh, be launching uh, the first of our interviews uh, from the conferences that we attended in uh, London and in Amsterdam. And so the first one of those is going to be an interview with Jamie King uh, of the NFL UK, uh, which will be launched next uh, Friday. Uh, so we'll go in the newsletter as well as uh, this podcast. Um, so the NFL uh, have a new home in uh, the UK for uh, American football, which is going to be the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, which coincidentally enough is where I met uh, Jamie King at the Sports Pro Media conference on September 10th. Um, so we had a great discussion uh, about um, NFL in the UK, as well as all of the trends that we've been kind of discussing at the, the newsletter and the podcast uh, over the last few months. Um, so I'll be dropping that next week. Um, so have a great weekend and enjoy your sport.